Hey, Michael French. Welcome to Dream Stories. Hey, we've only got two or three more episodes of being Dream Stories. I know. And so I'm, I'm saving trying. I'm saving surprises for everybody else. They don't have any idea what's changing. Yeah, well, but. I'm trying as much as possible to say welcome to Dream Stories as much as I can before we you, You'll never finish. catch up. I know. You're, you're I, not going. I catch up with keep dreaming. So no, but you and Sarah did such a great job with that last week. Oh, good. Yeah, it was. Do we have any comments about Sarah? Well, people love Sarah being on the podcast. That, we could have her every week, and our audience would grow by oh, exponentially. The next morning, she said, "Hey, sugar, <laughs> uh, I had another dream. I would really like to be on your podcast. My dream needs to be on your podcast." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Well, we'll talk about it." But I liked it when she was going, "Yeah, mm-hmm, and yeah." And okay, and yeah, I don't know if you saw. Well, I think she was tired of me talking, so. <laughs> or both of us, probably. Oh, yeah. me, but it was good. It, it was, was good. Yep. So, um, well, you know, we talked about last uh, episode, we talked about Bayo, the the movie that was really almost entirely a dream, the, the, the kids' movie, or, well, I don't know that it was for kids, but the animated movie from mm-hmm. Pixar. And it made me think about... Um, <clears throat> Dreams in popular culture right now. Uh, you know, I don't know about you, but I catch myself sometimes seeing a movie or watching a show on TV or reading a book, yeah. and a dream sequence comes up in the book or the movie or whatever. And I didn't catch on with the Bayo thing. You mm-hmm. actually caught that. I never even realized it was a dream. I was like about half the world who didn't realize it was a dream at first. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but... Which I actually have some notes of things that I bet people didn't even realize were dreams, you know, in terms of I have stuff. one too so, that, that I saw today. Yeah. So, so, but, but what happens is you'll see this dream sequence in a book. There'll be, you know, I listen to a lot of audio books. So there'll be, I'll be hearing the dream like somebody was telling it to me or on TV or in a movie. And I catch myself trying to interpret it. Mm-hmm. And what's wild is a lot of times, it reveals something that's coming up in the plot of the book or the movie. And I, I think I, they do that intentionally. Yeah. But it just made me begin to think about the way a dream is created. How a dream is created by a director or an author is really not that different from the way God creates a dream. Mm-hmm. Well, you said it reveals something later. It, it's usually a setup to reveal something later in the dream. And sometimes it comes across as being shocking at first, which... Val was, um, but and then it, sometimes it'll jerk you out of uh, reality for a moment, or it'll set you up for disappointment, and then you find out oh it was only a dream, but then that dream then kind of plays out, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's interesting because I think that is how our Creator God speaks to us many times. We have the dream, we wake up, we understand that, that was metaphorical, that didn't really happen, or it was a metaphor, and then uh, then you interpret it and you realize it's preparing you for something that's coming. Yeah, you know. So interesting well, today because I didn't think you you told me what we were going to discuss today, and I was thinking, okay, well I'll just let you lead most of that because I cannot think of a single dream. From a movie, but I, uh, one of our both of our granddaughters are Disney fans, and they were going to Disney World. So we were. I was trying to show them a Disney film today. So I turned on Toy Story. Do you know there was a dream in Toy Story? Tell me about the dream in Toy Story, Lisa. (laughs) Well, uh, Woody is um, 
he's so excited and he's saying yeehaw yeehaw he's doing his thing and um well he is and uh the dog comes rustling in and he wrestles with the dog for a moment and they play for a minute this is slinky dog no, this is his. Oh, re- the real dog. The real puppy the, in the family. Okay, the dash hound. Yeah, and okay. then wow, you remember that? And yeah. then the, the oh, it could have been a wire wire hair terrier. Okay. The dash hound is a is the slinky dog. Yeah, I thought the other dog was one. I don't know what. Anyway, we'll it doesn't to matter. Look that up. I'm just curious now. But anyway, whatever he is, you know, I think he accidentally tears Woody's arm and gets a little tear right here. And the the character, the the main character in the story is a little boy, and he's about to go to camp. And Woody's getting ready to go to camp, and he can't find his hat, and everybody's looking for it for him. And so they kind of help him find it. Well, when he gets ready to leave for camp, his mom comes in, and they decide not to let Woody go because Woody has a tear in his arm, and they put him up on the shelf. Right. When he gets up on the shelf, guess who's up there? The wheezy duck the, penguin. The, thank you. He's not a duck. A he's wheezy a penguin. penguin. And so he goes, why are I'm you up here? I'm surprised you remembered his name. He goes, well, I've been up here. For, well, he's wheezing the whole time. And he says, I've been up here. And he can't hardly talk. <laughs> and he's wheezing as he's talking. There's dust up there. And he's saying, they said they were going to fix me, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. Which is fear, right? Right. Fear then enters into Woody, <laughs> the doll. Yeah. And... The next thing you know, the scene is, he goes, hey, uh, you think a week has gone by, and the little boy pulls up. He goes, he's back from camp. He's back from camp. Woody's so excited. He jumps down off the shelf. Little boy runs in, picks Woody up, and he goes, hey. And then he sees the tear on his arm, and he goes, I don't want to play with you anymore. And he drops him, and it just shows that Woody slow motion falling. Fall. Yeah. And then you see Woody falling into a big trash can of toy parts and he's going no and the little boy just puts the lid on and then he wakes up from a dream so 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 think about that that is in in movies and tv and books and things like that they often call little uh cues as to what's coming they call it foreshadowing i mean it's i mean they call it that in literature but you know but but for the foreshadowing yeah so you have things that foreshadow, but that's not really foreshadowing. It's not telling you something that's coming because Woody is not lost in the end. He's actually fixed and brought back home. Everybody rescues him, and he's brought back home, yeah. and everything ends well. And so that's actually a really cool dream, that that sequence that's playing off of the whole concept that we talk about when we talk about fear dreams or even soul dreams. Mm-hmm. uh uh-uh. An anxiety, a stressful situation that causes a dream. What you're anticipating might happen instead of what God is saying is going to happen. Things like that. Mm-hmm. So, so th- we see you can have a dream that's foreshadowing. That's almost like a prophetic dream yeah. uh, in a book or a movie. You can have a dream that's more of a fear dream. Or so it's a great place to look because when I'm teaching students, even sometimes now I have them. Uh, Ask God to show them something. Give them a word or whatever, and then make up a dream to um, uh, speak into it. We're going to have company here in just a minute I, I because a someone locked the cat in here with us. So we're going to have a so, guest. It's not Sarah, but it's a cat. Yeah. So so anyway, so what I said is that um, what I said is the the um, uh, 
I have the students create a dream. Right. So they know what they're trying to convey, but yeah. they can't just say, oh, I want to tell you that, yep, there she came, look I at that. Um, I, I want to tell yeah. you that um, uh, God is strengthening you and he's giving you wisdom and insight for some circumstances and situations that you're facing. Okay, well, they can't say that to the, the other person. They have to create or make up in their mind a dream mm -hmm that will convey that thought using metaphors. And so when we see these dreams like this in books and movies, you're really seeing an author's mind creating a dream that's very similar to the way Holy Spirit creates a dream. Yeah. The, the, and, and in fact, a lot of times the metaphors carry very similar meanings. Yeah. Uh, even in that, that dream falling into the garbage can, falling down, losing control, yeah. falling into the garbage, not having worth, yeah. the lid being placed on it, you're gone, there's no coming back. Mm -hmm. Those are all fear-based issues for Woody in the yeah. Toy Story setting. Yeah, They're all the same things that in that case that the enemy would use mm -hmm. to put into a dream to generate continued fear. And it does. It creates fear for Woody in the dream, and he ends up getting himself into trouble. You know, you said it didn't really foreshadow because he, he's not thrown away. And that's true. He was discarded kind of, though, in the next movie. And so it kind of sets up for a toy is always worried. Yeah. I, this is going to sound so ridiculous. If I were a toy, I would be worried. When are they going to stop playing with me? <laughs> when do I become not important? And so. If you were a cat, would you worry about when? Well, I don't think you'd her, have to worry about when. Her claws are in my back right now. Otherwise, I would try and release her, but I'm, I'm concerned. <laughs> oh, <laughs> do I, do, Should I just go ahead and push well, her? Well, I off? tell you what, let's, while you work with her, <laughs> let me address we've been dealing with animated movies and dreams in animated movies. You raise Toy Story. I raise I raise your Toy Story. I see your Toy Story and raise you Kung Fu Panda. How's that one? I can see your Toy Story and raise you Kung Fu Panda. So the whole concept with Kung Fu Panda is if you remember, there's a it, Kung Fu Panda has this kind of 3D look to it, but there's an early on in the movie, like right at the very beginning, Poe, the panda, is, is um, there's a 2D uh, fight sequence where Poe is dreaming about being this, almost like this superhero kung fu fighter. And, of course, everybody knows Poe is just a big overweight panda. Yeah. And he's never going to be, uh, you know, a great superhero, right? But... That is a foreshadowing. That is like a prophetic dream because it's saying this is your destiny. Yeah. Poe, you were born to be a fighter and to save others and to change right. the world. Right. He has no idea that that's what that dream is speaking to. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so you see an author, director, et cetera, create these setups. And I know they're for literary purposes. I know they're mm -hmm. for facilitating, you know, transitions and things mm -hmm. like that. I get it, but they are great illustrations of how a dream works. Yeah, and that's, that, that's cool. like a prophetic dream. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so what other, uh, well, I was thinking, you know, you say, okay, well, everything you've raised is, is current. You know, your bio was a relatively new animated toy stories of relatively, you know, mm -hmm. the last 10 years kind of well, thing. Well, I can think of one know, right uh, now, but go ahead. Uh, Concrete Panda. But I, I was just scrolling through some things on the internet and suddenly realized, and I knew this, but it didn't click. I give you 
uh, I'll give you a uh, a dream, a dream movie, a movie that the entire movie is basically a dream, and it didn't click with me, even though I knew it, until I saw it mentioned. Can I say it before you say it? Nope, you can't because you're wrong. Uh, oh. Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah, yeah, Dorothy yeah. is having yeah, yeah, a dream. Yeah, dream, yeah. The whole thing. And this was what I thought was cool about that one. The people around her are integrated into the dream yeah. as metaphors. Yeah. The cowardly lion, the tin yeah. man, the scarecrow, they're all people who work yeah. on the farm there. The wicked witch, Glinda the good witch, uh, the 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 uh, wizard. Yeah. All these are people who are integrated into but her you dream. you knew that was a dream, right? I knew that was a dream, but it just didn't click with me because you're seeing yeah. the entire movie as a dream. Yeah. yeah. Very similar to Bayo. Mm-hmm. You know it's a dream. Well, you don't really know it's a dream when uh, it starts, but you know at the end when she wakes up in the bed right. that it's a dream. And you know the second time you watch it that it's a dream. Right, exactly. <laughs> Same thing as yeah. with Bale. So, yep. Yeah, because she goes to sleep. I think she's sick. Her aunt's mm-hmm. taking care of her. And then she goes, you know, she falls asleep. Or, or her. Actually, I don't even remember all of it. I just know well, that she's sick. She, and the next thing you know, the house is flying through the air. And Yeah, I mean, you get the impression she's been knocked out come. during the tornado or yeah. un- goes unconscious during the tornado. Right. And that she takes a long time to wake up. Everybody's hovered around her yeah. bed, you know, when she does wake up. Yeah. But in that dream, the metaphors are giving her understanding of the personality types and the character. She's able to yeah. see into the life of the people around right. her and better relate to them. Mm-hmm. And God does that. Sometimes we see that in what we would call a healing dream. Yeah. It, God lets you see what someone else is going through or their situation or how they feel so that you can understand or sort of put yourself in their shoes then and relate to them in a better way, in a more positive way. Mm-hmm. Subsequent to the dream. And that's the impression you're left with at the end of Wizard of Oz. She values these people more because of the dream. Right, right. So, anyway, which one were you going to say? Uh, isn't a Wonderful Life, isn't it a dream? Well, that's interesting. See, that one's kind of cool because that is a, that you could argue that a, it's a wonderful life is not a dream. You could argue that it is a visitation and a miraculous, okay. very similar to what you could okay. you could argue about a Christmas Carol. Yeah, both of them could easily be dreams, mm-hmm. or they could be supernatural experiences. Right. And that's something interesting to point out for our listeners and things too. We have dreams sometimes that are just dreams with metaphorical meaning. Then we have supernatural experiences that aren't dreams at all. Right. Visitations. We have mm-hmm. angelic visitation, visitations from saints, you know, a prophetic events in dreams or visions that are much more literal. And then we have supernatural experiences that occur inside of a dream or a vision. And I think that's where you see It's a Wonderful Life and right. A Christmas Carol. Well, interesting. I, I was reading an article this week. You know, if I see an article on dreams pop up on the news or something on, on my feed, I'll I'll read it or whatever. And I don't always put, you know, a whole lot of credit into it. But sometimes there are medical studies or research stuff. And there was a, a recent research um, study going on with uh, dreams. Um and a psychiatrist had um, done some studies with dreamers, and what they wanted to know was, do you have a heightened sense 
after you've had your hypnagogia phase of sleep, which is your hypno hypno what a geek bud you're in one you're you're it's your first place it's it's what you and i would call our twilight during twilight so it's where you first doze off Mm -hmm. but you're not quite asleep so if you doze off and you're holding a cup you might release it and it would tumble but you may also hear things during that time. You can hear conversations happening, and they will be integrated into what's happening with you. You know, have you ever done right. that? Like mm-hmm. you'll just doze off, and the doorbell will ring, and you'll be dreaming it's a doorbell, but you're hearing the doorbell. Right. Whereas if you were fully asleep really hard, you might not would hear the doorbell, or you might not would hear someone walking by you, you right. know? So anyway, what um, some people say, a lot of re- a lot of scientists in the past use this time. What they do is they purposefully fall asleep, and they when they fall asleep, they hold something so that when it falls, they're kind of shocked into oh reality, almost like you know how when you're about to fall, you catch yourself mm-hmm, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's during that phase, if I'm not mistaken. And they say that you have like this rush of heightened awareness so people would get up and start researching at that time and what this researcher did was she let people fall asleep and then they accidentally woke up or whatever and she gave them a a puzzle to solve like a math puzzle and the the puzzle was solved with an like a 80 percent greater greater accuracy um, they figured out the the puzzle much quicker than those who did not That's interesting. fall asleep and wake up. And uh, I think Albert Einstein was someone who did this, and there are some others. But well, you know, that's interesting because that brings us that that leads us right along with our mm-hmm. pop culture, movies, TV, books, kind of thing. Because we see people taking both twilight time and their deeper dream time mm-hmm. and drawing creative things out of it. We've talked about music in the mm-hmm. past we've mm-hmm. talked about art in the past right. uh loosely you know generally yeah. speaking uh you know paul mccartney i think um a couple of different songs that he wrote Yesterday, out of dreams yesterday's one of them but uh mary shelley wrote frankenstein immediately coming out of a dream um uh, robert louis stevenson wrote uh dr jekyll and mr hyde mm-hmm. immediately out of a dream saw the main points of that book in a dream and interestingly in the 1920s uh eb white wrote Stuart little uh out of a dream but that one's cool because because the heightened sense that came out of the twilight or the dream time Mm -hmm. for eb white it took i believe it was five or six years after the dream before eb white actually put the story to paper, mm-hmm. which is another cool thing mm-hmm. that talks to us about the timing of a dream and the timing of its interpretation or its application don't always match what we would expect. It doesn't come immediately type thing. Well, I was thinking about this heightened sense yeah. during this time about how you kind of had that encounter with your grandmother coming. You said you were kind of asleep but kind of awake, and that's how they describe yeah. the in one time period. It's the least studied a phase of sleep. And so I find that interesting. And I also think, too, uh, um, you know, we look at how we interact. And, and if we can't quieten our mind down to be able to um, hear some things sometimes, to cut shut everything off but still be able to kind of have this lucid type 
uh, moment um, is really a cool thing to think about and just to allow God to speak to us during that time too. I've actually been falling asleep and like you had that really encounter interesting encounter mm-hmm. with, with your grandmother and and I've I've fallen I, I've prayed and fallen asleep for a few minutes and got uh, found something for someone that was very important one time that they had lost you yep. know just it's like it can solve things that you wouldn't think and you hear of even inventors falling asleep and waking up going I have the answer to what you know my problem that I need to solve yeah absolutely you see those sorts of things and and you mentioned something that sort of lucidity mm-hmm. within the dream mm-hmm. reminds me of another movie uh, inception where yeah. they take control within the dreams. Yeah. Um, I don't think I saw that movie. I saw uh, part of it. May, I don't know. It, at any rate, the, the the idea behind it is to interact in the dream to glean additional value uh, okay. out, out of it. And you're talking about that same thing, the intentional holding of the cup, yes. yeah. the oh, yes. recognizing yes. something in the yeah. moment of the dream, not just taking – and you're, you're – you're, paralleling, taking advantage of understanding within the dream, Mm -hmm. and also, as the study you're talking about did, taking advantage of the immediate time following a dream or a twilight Mm -hmm. season. Mm -hmm. Now, we have to be careful with twilight stuff. I mean, you know, look at all the trouble that got into it inception. So, I mean, that's just a, (laughs) that's just a, that's just an example. We're not talking about manipulating things. You don't want to change a God dream. Right. But you don't want to put up with a dream from the enemy. So there is a place for right. interacting in your dreams. Yeah. But taking advantage of that heightened sense yeah. is always. I tell people about God dreams. If if you have more of a lucid dreaming scenario where you recognize you're dreaming mm-hmm. and you're having a dream from God and there's an angel in your dream or somebody's there to give you uh, information or right. ask questions. Yeah. You know, interact. Why not? Why not? You're not trying to change things. You're no. trying to gain more understanding and information. And that kind of fits within the dream with the same concept you're talking about with the twilight or coming yeah. out of it. Yeah. So it's, and it's I would just cool. like to encourage people and remind them it's so, so, I can't stress it enough, so important for you to, when you wake up from a dream or this or an experience or whatever, for you to kind of wake up and if it, if it seemed important if it seemed like it had weightiness to it um to wake up and really repeat this dream back to yourself mm-hmm. uh, write it down speak it into your little recorder on your phone because i had a significant dream this week and i thought i will not forget this and sure enough i did you know i mean yeah. i can remember bits and pieces of it but it's like okay i know not to do that and i did it and i'm like ah, oh, you know yeah well, and, and I think those significant dreams can be really valuable because I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking of all these examples from books and TV and movies right now from a book and a, a very current, very popular book series. It was written sometime back, but very currently popular and a brand new Amazon TV series called Wheel of Time. Uh, if you're one of those people who likes fantasy and is watching the Wheel of Time, no spoilers, but I will say this: in I've watched some of that TV series. It's there's a little bit of weird stuff in it, and it, you have to, you know. But I've seen some of it because I, I try and keep track of what's what's very popular, particularly when it has spiritual connotations to it. The book series has a big emphasis on dreams. The 
uh, TV series, as I understand, because I haven't seen all of it, but as I understand, has not addressed that really almost at all. But there's been a couple of sequences where dreams interacted, in even in the TV series, with reality. Mm-hmm. So there was something that took place in the dream, and then the person wakes up, and part of what had happened in the dream is evidenced in reality. Mm-hmm. And, that, and then as you get into the books, as I understand it, they have a world for dreaming, which is called, I think, Teleron Riyadh or something like that. I, I think it has a meaning in some religion, or mm-hmm. but I, I don't know for sure. But anyway, that's the world where dreams are reality. Mm-hmm. And what they're alluding to without realizing it, because it's not a Christian series, mm-hmm. what they're alluding to without realizing it is that when we step into the dream world, mm-hmm. we are connecting to a real spiritual world. It's not just something that goes on in our mind. Now, granted, some dreams are just happening in our mind. But it's not just that. There is a real spiritual environment, uh, a real world we're interacting with. And it does have impact upon our life. And it does have a reality of spiritual reality associated with it. Uh, we, which is we, why we should really... Uh, which is why significant dreams we need to pay attention be, to. It's important. And I, I'm not saying that every single dream I have is important. I'm right. not saying that at all. As a matter of fact, you can have fear dreams. You can have, you know, you can have all kinds of dreams that are in, where the enemy is intruding into your dream and it's like it's not a good dream. But it doesn't mean that uh, you can't grow from it or you can't learn from it. And isn't it neat... Um, miraculous even, that God created us to be able to have this fantastical thing happen while we're sleeping. Yeah, it, it, it's so cool. Hey, listen, we're almost out of time, but i got to mention my two superhero movie dreams. Come on. Because Come I can't on. leave those out. Come on. Okay, because I'm a superhero movie fan. If It doesn't matter whether you're a DC or a Marvel fan. i got one from each. You've got Batman. I think it's in Batman versus Superman. Batman, okay. <laughs> Batman has this dream that sets up the entire next movie. Yes. The Justice League movies about the um I can't remember who the villain is now, Darkseid, I think it is, or or uh it's actually Stephen Wolf that comes. And so this this attack that's coming, Batman has a dream about it. It's giving him information he has to pay attention to. And he prepares. Thanks, we got company again. Uh and he prepares for uh, it's 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 like a, a a warning dream. He prepares for something he's got. They're going to face, and he's putting a team together. That's where the Justice League movie comes in, because of a dream which helped him be warned and prepared about a, a battle he was going to face, something he was going to face. Mm-hmm. Then, if you're a, a Marvel fan, you've got the Avengers. Early in the Avengers movies, there are is a dream sequence or a, a, a visual sequence that I would call a dream that foreshadows the whole uh, final battle with Thanos and this sort of thing. So I just want to I wanted to point those two out for the concept of warning dreams, dreams that prepare us for something. Yeah. Uh, we've had great illustrations of so many different yeah. kinds of dreams, yeah. all that you can look at them. You can't see somebody else's dream. True. But you can watch a TV show or a movie or yeah. thing and see a cinematic sequence yeah. that really lays out. And again, 
Don't email me. My pastor says that all the time when he says something controversial. Don't email email me. I'm not suggesting that all these movie sequences or even that you should go watch all these TV shows or movie sequences or read these books. You know, I'm not necessarily thinking Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde's the best idea for everybody to go read. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What I'm saying is there are visuals and, and descriptors in our popular culture that can help us visualize and understand what dreams are like. Yeah. They may be fictional. They may not be, you know, perfect. Yeah. Uh, I'm not suggesting they're coming from God, but I'm saying they can be, there can be useful tools that we can draw on to understand dreams. Better. Well, look, it really doesn't matter whether we, uh, there, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter, but when you think about different categories of things that dreams are in, even within other people, I mean, there are good people who dream and there are people who are evil who dream. It doesn't negate the fact that dreams are occurring all around us all the time and it's just something God has given to us. So, yeah. And with that, I think we should wrap up. We got a cat that is just really running wild. She's wild. I, I don't know. I think she she looks like she's trying to jump to the ceiling. She's you know, they said she's the, seen some the shadows. Ca- the cow stuff. jumped over the moon. I'm beginning to wonder if we're going to have a cat jumping over the moon here. But yeah. anyway, it, it, we are out of time. So. Yeah. Let's just say thank you again for joining us. Watch, you know, uh, 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 like, subscribe. Uh, what's the other one we do? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever those <laughs> things are, do all of them. And we are just a few weeks away from a, a branding change. We've got a new name coming yeah. up. We're going to broaden out, not leaving dreams aside, but going to broaden out into some more things other uh, and other topics related to yeah. interacting with God. We can't walk away. And from so we're really excited be, about it. And we're just uh, expanding and adding to. Yeah, it's going to be good. So we look forward to that with you. And yep. I guess we should say till next time. Keep